The following program is presented by Atmark Media. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Same thing in mind, and again they had the same thing in mind. Oh, kick right to the forehead! Oh, super kick counter by Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy hits the ropes, charges in. Uh oh. Swept to the outside shoulder, the midsection. Jungle Boy, what's he going for? Coming oh in, gosh. he was looking. Took too long. Took too long right there, Excalibur. That's right, and. Adam Cole, a pinpoint accurate super kick stop Jungle Boy. You know what he's going for here. He's waiting for Jungle to get on his hands and knees. The Panama Sunrise, huh? Panama Sunrise. Straight over into Luchasaurus. No! What a counter. Oh, oh, oh Powerbomb. Uh-oh, watch out here. And the elbow to the back of the head. Jungle Boy, both legs are hooked. Bobby Fish breaks it up. Great job by Fish. Great save by Bobby Fish. If Bobby Fish hadn't intervened, I think Jungle Boy would have put away Adam Cole right there. That's a great teammate right there. Go head on a swivel. Good job by Fish, man. Look at Bobby Fish. He is just muscling Adam Cole. Got to get him to his corner. Over to the corner, yeah. Bobby. That's a veteran right there. Grabs the, the, Grabs the, the tag rope. Yep, yep. Follow the rules, we always say. Well, that's what Team Taz does. We always play by the rules. Every single time. That. One second. Yes, we do. Bobby Fish waiting right here. He is sizing up Jungle Boy in the corner. Fish charges in. Oh. Just a running knee strike to the midsection, followed up by a huge elbow. Wow, that kick could have taken a Jungle Boy's knee. Definitely could blow it out. You see that knee right there to the hamstring, round kick to the inside of the thigh. Charlie Horse in it. Bobby oh, that dragon, oh. dragon screw. Look at the methodical fishes. His face never changes. He just has a permanent scowl as he's decimating Jungle Boy. What an evil man. Infamous Bobby Fish looking to inhibit the mobility of Jungle Boy. I'll tell you, this has been a spectacular matchup. 
for sure. What's gonna happen right now to Jungle Boy? Bobby Fish has got him in his sights, guys. Bobby Fish, oh, the corner! Explosive overhead suplex right there, belly belly suplex. Now you got Jungle Boy with a waist lock. Maybe a German here coming up, maybe. You caused this, Jericho. You caused this. Oh, I got mental powers now? Jungle Boy's looking for the... Oh, 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 here they come. The Young Bucks, Young Bucks in the house. They have to be quiet. They said they weren't cleared for action after that Falls Count Anywhere match. But yet somehow coming out to ringside. There's nothing wrong with watching Excalibur. Give them a better view. Matt Jackson's outfit here, made by his daughter in art class. She's eight years old. She's a savant. She's a genius. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus getting Wait. right in the face of the Young Bucks. Here he comes! Christian and his friend! Well, Christian said yeah, he'll be out with his friend. He's only He's getting running like the Three Stooges. Or two. Oh, there's three. Christian Cage has run off. The Young Bucks are look at this. Adam Cole. Going with them. Fish left alone in the ring. Oh, 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 counter roll. He's got him. Oh. Nope, Jungle Boy. Oh, boy. Oh. Right into the stair trap. Is it going to be yes? He's going to lock it in. My God, Bobby Fish is in a lot of trouble. He's in a ton of trouble. Look at see Adam Cole's face back there. He's torn. He don't know what to do. He's torn, but he's got Luchasaurus and Christian Cage with a steel chair. Locking the way to the ring. Jungle Boy back in the snare trap. Got him locked deep tight. Got him tap out. Bobby got him. Got him. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Taz, what a victory here for Jurassic Express in our main event. You see the Young Bucks and Adam Cole held at bay by Christian Cage in that steel chair. Well, uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy had a great game plan, and then Christian Cage with his friend that steel chair. Christian Cage was the difference maker here tonight. Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus picking up a victory over one of the top tag teams in the world. The assistance of Christian Cage played a crucial role. This quarterfinal round matchup in the TBS Championship Tournament is raging. Jade Carvigo with a decisive advantage on Red Velvet here. Dominating here throughout the commercial break after choke slam here on the apron side. The hardest part of uh -oh. the ring. It's uh -oh. like cement. Oh, oh, look at that feel. Oh my god, the force and power and speed of it. Like a rag doll. No. Oh, she's gonna do some one push-ups right there. She just did two more than Excalibur can do. <laughs> I'm surprised they can count that far. Well, it's a DMV. The oh, struggle here is real. Look at Red Velvet staggering. She got that elbow into the face of Ooh. Jade Cargill. Velvet trying, trying to, to survive here. Yeah, she's just trying to create some distance. The boot in the face of Jade. Whoa! Whoa. Velvet takes down Jade. Does so once again. Gains Velvet not only wants to defeat Jade Cargill here tonight, she wants to be crowned the Whoa. inaugural TBS champion. And a victory would put Velvet one step closer. I'll tell you what, though, she needs to stay on Jade Cargill. I'm not convinced Velvet has uh, got her where she wants oh. her yet. Although that slap oh. might put her there. She's good. She's got a pretty good uh, amount of offense going on. Velvet does right about now. Velvet oh. double knees to the spine, right to the back of the head too. I like that kick. She did her Facebook for back. Stay on her. Stay on her, Velvet. Velvet's lining up Jade. Velvet. Whoa. 
Nice leapfrog there by Cargill. Great agility by Jade Cargill. Oh, oh my gosh, that pump kick right to the face. That right there. Right 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 the the she caught her. I'll tell you, man, the power, the pure power, guys, of Jade Cargill is so impressive. Remember the winner of this match will face the winner of Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa coming up this Wednesday night on Dynamite as we see Mark Mark Sterling barking commands and Jeez, now here we go. Jade Cargo oh, was, was looking for Jade her up. But Velvet backslide. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. What a count oh. by Red Velvet. That was so close. I thought I thought Velvet might have got her there. Uh, yeah, me too. It was super close. Velvet, Velvet picking her spots here. Velvet with a spear. Takes down Jade. Far leg is hook urgency. No. Tried to hook the other leg, did Velvet. One with the arms, one with her legs, but couldn't lock it all the way in. That might have advanced Velvet, but it didn't. And I think that's the experience edge of Velvet. Looking Ooh. for those tight covers to take down Jade Cargill. Now Velvet looking for the final slice. If she hits it, it's over. Jade move, Jade no, move. No, no, it. Oh, no. Oh, Jade, Jade it. That's it. She advances. Here is your winner advancing in the tournament, Jade Cargill. Thus far, Jade Cargill has had every single answer to Red Velvet. And now, Jade Cargill advances to the semi-final round and comes one step closer to being crowned the inaugural TBS champion. Hey, let me tell you something, Red Velvet, that's stuff to be ashamed of. That young lady put up a hell of a fight in this match up here. Taking a sip of water during a match. Gotta stay hydrated. Can't fault the Very man. disrespectful right there. To hydrate? During a match, yes. Oh, you, you, you see Tom Brady running down the field taking a drink before he throws a pass? Come on, man! Well, there's no timeouts in our industry. In their industry, there is. Thank you. You, you want to give him a snack while he's at it? Give him a bowl of peanuts? Wait a minute. What do you know about football? You're Canadian. You I know, don't... they got the CFL. What a big blue bombers. Billy Gunn just with ragdolling Darby Allen. Indeed, Darby's, Darby's face turning bright, bright red after being pulled up by that chain. That unbreakable chain Darby Allen wears on his neck. Look at Billy Gunn right in the face. Oh, oh, right in front of Sting, destroying the lower back of Dobby. Sting is so experienced, you know he's not going to do anything to jeopardize this match for Darby Allen, despite how much he would like to. The voice of Austin Gunn, you love to hear. What a great vocals. He's a great singer. He's a rapper. Rapper, singer, he does it all, Chris. Rampage back here on TNT. Darby Allen is just being bullied, dismantled by Billy Gunn here in our opening contest. It happened on the outside of the ring, right for the Sting X Pal. Pal, we're going to break him in a great point. You know, Sting will not jeopardize the match for Darby, so he couldn't help Darby. Sting's out there stoic like Michael Myers. I'll say this to Billy Gunn. The offense he used that was very effective was a simple punch to the face. That's what Billy Gunn brings to the table. Well, Jericho, as you know, when you have that kind of a big size advantage, you know, you can do something like that. That's all he like needs. That. Yeah, no doubt. 
punch in the face will knock you out. It's called punching down for a reason. Billy Gunn doing exactly that. Uh -oh. And now ascending to the to the ropes. Darby Allen is fighting. Yeah, ever tenacious, ever filled with heart. Oh, fighting him. Right? I told you. I told you there's a mean streak in Darby Allen. Yeah, by, by any means necessary for Darby Allen. Always. Oh, wait a second. Oh, 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 Wiping out Austin and Colton Gunn on the outside. Take a look at that Darby. Beautiful. Took a false out like a bowling pin. Billy Gunn turned his eyes towards his son. But he's got to keep the focus on Darby Allen. Oh, he can't let Darby oh, back no. in this match. Oh, damn. Bale of hay. Billy's really trying to get Sting to throw the towel in here. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly right, Ricky. He wants, I think Billy wants Sting to call this thing off. Sting has not made a facial expression. He's not said a word. He's just been silently watching what's going on. Wow. I like the mock towards Sting right there. Disrespecting oh. him. <laughs> oh! oh right the camera on the post! Watch out, this is where Darby excels. Oh, Darby coming over the top to stutter! Darby's on and Look at this, Darby oh, Allen. No, Code no. red. Wow. Code red on Billy Gunn. That's I, a big man to turn over in that move. I was just about to say that. So you're exactly right. That's He's feeling it. Uh-oh. Oh, Listen, got him. Cover him, Darby. Can he get the win? Oh, no. Wow. Not even a one count. That's Darby's finish. He's won championships with that. Not even a one count, Taz, like you said. Unbelievable. But look at this one. A second coffin drop. Darby hooks. I got it.
Hey, this Homeboy 88 of the Homeboy 88 podcast and good friend of the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network, the PWC. Check out my podcast where all the podcasts are available, the Homeboy 88 podcast. Thank you. Hey, this Homeboy 88 of the Homeboy 88 podcast and good friend of the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network, the PWC. Check out my podcast where all the podcasts are available, the Homeboy 88 podcast. Thank you. Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're gonna put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lipman. Welcome to the PWC presents the Friday Night Carnage. Yes, we've brought back Carnage finally after a little hiatus. And that's only because Chris and I have been doing a Rampage review show at HMG. And, you know, there's no point of Chris and I actually doing another show about Rampage. You know, where it's just going to sound repetitive. So, I've decided to bring it back. But this time, instead of Christopher Ams... Or should I say Silent of the Ams, as my co-host would say, <laughs> which is awesome. I've brought in Mr. Jeff Lipman, the foreign object, to actually take over from Christopher Ams. Jeff. Yeah, and I, yeah what's up, man? I, I see what's happening out there, world. You see, Jimmy T is on the PWC Carnage. He is also on the HMG review show so either way jimmy wins so this is essentially a referendum of me evil dose the foreign object the professor the doctor the sexiest lawyer in wrestling podcasting versus chris silence of the ams well pwc we know where your hearts are with me so come on give us listens likes reviews ratings share just put this thing on repeat and play it all night long. It'll keep. It'll make you have sweet dreams. We promise. So yeah, let's 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 talk some rampage. Let's talk some rampage, which was a bit of a disappointing show, to be honest with you, Jeff. Yeah, I'm afraid I have to agree with you on this one. I mean, I don't know if they've just uh, given up. Uh, I thought dynamite dynamite this week was pretty good. Um, rampage, not so much. So it starts with Darby Allen and sting so okay that that seems like it's pretty exciting and then i remember that he's facing billy gunn who comes out with his two useless kids now 
those of you who are fans of the many family of wrestling podcasts know that uh, the the jargonaut was saying that this is good. Darby should be facing big names uh, with, with large reputations and start building those wins back up. He shouldn't be in major programs where it's got to be 50-50 or the, or the loss hurts him or the loss hurts the other person. And I totally agree with that concept. I just didn't agree that it needs to be Billy Gunn. I said it can start with his useless kids. And there's about 40 different people on the AEW roster that, that it can eat those L's like your Bobby Fishes, like your uh, Tony Nese that was just added, like Jay Lethal, who was just added. Right. I mean, you don't even need to go to drop as low as Brian Pillman's or Griff Garrison's or Bear Country's or Luther's or Pentaco, but you could. You know, you don't need to go to the Nightmare Factory guys. You don't need to go to the wingmen, but you could. You don't need it to be Billy Gunn, who I don't care what they do with him, still is 6'5", 275, and looks ridiculous. All it, all it does is tell us is that is that AEW does not have any wellness policy or drug testing whatsoever. Because all I could think is that, well, I had a couple of thoughts. One, Billy Gunn and Sting are about three and a half years apart. That's true. And which is actually unbelievable because look how jacked Billy Gunn is. I mean, I think he looks better than he's ever looked. Yeah, Sting looks good for a 62 Absolutely. or 63-year-old man. Sting looks good for a 52 or 53-year-old man. Let's call a spade a spade with the face paint on and, and if his hair wasn't so thin, he doesn't look bad for a 42 or 40-year-old man. Next to uh, Billy Gunn. Holy moly, they don't even look like they're the same species. I mean, literally, Billy Gunn looks like a, like he's the main character in one of those superhero shows where it's like a retired superhero, like a, like Batman doesn't want to do it anymore. And he's just rough, but he's still, you still aren't going to mess with him. Anyway, um, the other thing I thought about is, oh, yeah, Billy Gunn and Sting are going to have a face-off. Well, sure enough, Billy Gunn and Sting did have some face-offs in this. Anyway. Let's just cut to the cut. I, you know, Jimmy is really good at the play-by-play. I'm not. It's just not my thing. The, 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 you know, Billy Gunn got a lot of offense. It didn't matter. Nothing impacts Darby. He always he always uh, gets in the last shots. The useless kids were useless. Alton and Colton, or Colton and Austin, or Austin Colton, or Colton Austin. I don't even know what their damn names <laughs> Colton are. Colton Austin. That's what they could be called. <laughs> They, 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 should, they sure should be. Um, you know, they, you know, Colt is the name of a, of a gun manufacturer. Like, yes. If they wanted to do the gun thing, why Austin? Like, why couldn't it be like Heckler or, or Magnum? Or, Magnum. you know, I mean, there's... What about Uzi? Glock. <laughs> Glock. Glock gun. I mean, Glock would be Colt good. and Glock. That, I mean, there's a Revolver gun. Yeah, hey, that's got a good ring to it. <laughs> Colt and Glock. Yeah. I guess it's too cool a name for somebody who's going to lose all the time. A- anyway, uh, the important part of this match is that Billy Gunn and Sting have a few face-offs. Uh, Darby Allen does a coffin drop on Billy Gunn. He kicks out at one. Darby Allen immediately does a second coffin drop on Billy Gunn, which gets the three count. This was a little bipolar in its mm. booking. Yep. The gun boys come in and, and attack. Sting comes in and defends. And, you know, and then we have Billy Gunn and Sting, you know, looking like they're going to have a little program or a match with each other. So I'm going to make a bold prediction under the, under the, leadership of tony khan wcw will finally get its win over wwe 
<laughs> the NWO uh, will finally uh, defeat Degeneration X. Uh, Jesus Christ. But you know what, man? I just want to say one thing about the match with Darby Allen. Is it just me or did Billy Gunn make Darby Allen look like a little piece of shit? I mean, I, I don't really... He's him everywhere. Well, yeah, because that's Billy Gunn's moveset, and he's 58, so he can't do very much, but he can throw people. I mean, there's not a lot of people that are going to be in the ring that Billy Gunn isn't going to look ridiculous against on on that roster. So this this was just strange. I mean, his his boys, while they're certainly a lot bigger than Darby, they're not they're not Greek gods like 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 this guy is. I don't know, or Norse gods is probably more. uh, (laughs) Yeah, they are blonde. And in this whole thing, didn't the gun club attack Paul White like three months ago? Like, uh, like, yes. Like, like, wouldn't this be a place where Paul White might come out and help Darby and Sting? I mean, it is three against two. Right. I mean, you think, but uh, I guess. Did I make uh, the? Did I just make some of the world's least anticipated but most likely predictions as to what's coming? Well. Yes and no. Exactly. Well, <laughs> no. It's why? the large event, <laughs> <laughs> and that was by accident, folks. I'm just saying that was not planned. But nice one for picking that one out, and it was totally spontaneous of me to say that. But I just want it's to say the enormous what- promotion. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Well, it is poor white or something. But anyway, yeah. Like I guess, like you said just before, it's bipolar booking. They forget that that even happened. But you know what, man? I feel that Billy Gunn takes away so much from his kids that he shouldn't even be in the ring with his kids. Or his kids shouldn't even except, be around him. Well, except that they wouldn't have jobs if it wasn't for him. So it's, uh, it, it's like, I mean, in that one, it's easy to tell which is the chicken and which is the egg. He's, he's the chicken, <laughs> they're the eggs. Um, but I know I know what you mean. I mean, he, he doesn't need to be there. And... Can you can you imagine that Darby Allen, who went from wrestling CM Punk and MJF, is now going to be in a six man with Sting and Paul White against wow. the, the Gun Club? Yeah, that's pretty sad, dude. And 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 I feel bad for for Darby Allen because he doesn't he doesn't deserve that, man. I think he's he's over enough to move on to a bigger program. Let's be honest. But for whatever reason, I guess TK and the crew over there. Just don't know what to do with him at the moment. So here's your program that we're going to get. I guess. And even if I'm wrong about the Big, big Show part of it, I mean, it is still going to be You're probably not. two on three. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the, this one. Um, and the weird part is that it's going to be two, if I'm right, it's going to be two older guys yep. beating two younger guys. Uh, so the, the ratio is wrong there. But um We'll see. I, I don't, you know, and, and and a program that does nothing for Darby and frankly does nothing for the gun kids either. Absolutely nothing. That's what but I'm saying. Is Darby too. And, and where have the guns gotten all their wins? I mean, like, I know you're going to say darker, dark elevation, but like they, they, they said the Billy Gunn and Darby Allen have two of the winningest records in AEW. Yeah. I knew the gun club was wrestling. Who? The only time I ever see Billy Gunn wrestle is he's losing or he's doing that same spot in a, in a battle Royal. I agree. I, I don't know where the, maybe they f- fudged the numbers for all we know. It wouldn't surprise me, but I guess it's more than likely from dark elevation or dark or dark elevators. Like Chris would say, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man, it must be from them. I mean, if you notice a lot of the wrestlers records are pretty high, 
when when you think about it, like unusually high, but I, I don't know. It is what it is. Did you say unusually high or I'm usually high? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, I'm usually high. No, <laughs> but unusually high in terms of the, you know, the win-loss re- records. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Anyway, probably talking more about this than deserves. So speaking about more than it deserves, next we get Tony Schiavone, who, I mean, he's becoming more and more like Mean Gene Okerlund on WWF Superstars, where he's backstage doing all these yeah. pre-recorded interviews and they're pretending that they're all live. Anyway, it's, he's doing an interview with QT Marshall, which is what oh. I was referring to about more than he deserves. Not Tony Schiavone, he's fine. No, but absolutely, QT, Tony's fine. Yeah, but QT Marshall... He basically says, I know that we're going to be in Chicago next month. So CM Punk, if you've got the nuts, are you ready to lose in your hometown of Chicago? So QT Marshall is challenging CM Punk. So this is a match that is going to be on Rampage. CM Punk versus QT Marshall. I I want that to sink in that CM Punk is in a program with MJF and somehow QT Marshall, the nightmare factory or the factory whatever they call themselves and mjf and the pinnacle are all gonna somehow be mixed together potentially with cm punk (laughs) you just said it that's exactly what's gonna happen jeff so spoiler warning (laughs) that's exactly what's gonna happen and you know what punk will probably get his loss possibly i mean that's big heat to put on uh mjf and i think it would work but why Cutie Marshall, as you would say, Lippmann? I mean, seriously. Are they going to be the, the next faction that he hires out and, and instead of the pinnacle? He's going to hire out the, the factory. <laughs> he's going to hire Aaron Solo, uh, Nick Camarado. Maybe Anthony Agogo is going to make his comeback after a year, after one match and being injured for a year. Yeah, I hope not. This, if he does that, Jesus Christ. Look, you know, maybe Punk will still win. It will be in Chicago after all. But, you oh, know, if, QT Marshall, that's for sure. Absolutely. I mean, geez. I mean, QT Marshall is a big draw and he's going to put butts in seats, as Tony would say. Yeah, bowling shirt sales have gone through the roof. Through the roof. Absolutely. To the moon. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> that's correct. So next we get the inner circle. Chris Jericho doing all the talking. Obviously, it's a pre-taped segment because Chris is also on commentary, yelling incessantly throughout the whole thing, half joking, half uh, bickering with Taz. And Ricky Starks is there, basically a potted plant. Ricky Starks <laughs> on commentary is terrible. He obviously, even this say guy, nothing. He's quiet he most of the times, dude. Yeah, obviously, this guy is not fully healed, and they're just trying to figure out ways to you know, get him paid and and try to get him over. But even if he has a personality, we can't see it with Jericho constantly chirping. And frankly, Taz (laughs) does a lot of talking too, but Taz at least is good at commentary. But if they want to get Starks over, they need to pull Jericho out of there and they need to tell the other guys to take a step back or, or have someone that's more muted there, like Excalibur, like Paul White would probably be, like Mark Henry would probably be. And let Ricky, if Ricky Starks can in fact shine on the mic, which I've only seen in my life once where he's really been above average, where people people always want to say he's got a lot of charisma. I know I've only seen that a couple times. No, no, no. Um, you know what it is, Jeff? I just want to quickly interject. He might dress up like The Rock, but he ain't the fucking Rock. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not even one of The Rock's legs, for God's sake. <laughs> Literally, he's not. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's a. 
Listen, he's an in-shape guy, but he's painfully thin. And he's, I mean, listen, if he was the lifeguard at my beach club, I'd feel pretty (laughs) secure that he could probably swim out against the tide and and rescue me. Definitely. But but like if there was like, you know, I don't know, like let's just say the Hell's Angels (laughs) rode up there and like they were going (laughs) to cause trouble on the beach, which is not what the Hell's Angels do, really. Um, But, you know, let's just say there were some troublemakers on the beach. It's it's not like I'm thinking he's like Baywatch and is going to, you know. (laughs) That's what I'm picturing. Secure the premises. so anyway, it's the inner circle. It's them against the world. They don't care who it is. They don't care if it's America's top team. They don't care who it is. You line them up. They'll take them down, whoever it, it is. And and is this, a, is this a joke or is it true? Is Jake Hager fighting John Jones in December? Oh, that's the first I've heard of that. Where'd you hear that? No, that's bullshit. There's no way that I saw it on Twitter. I mean, well, I mean, normally I would think it's bullshit, except who wants to hire Jake Hager to do an MMA fight because he's not very, you know, all that good at it. He keeps hitting people in the balls. And (laughs) John Jones has got to be what, like 58 now? No, are you kidding me? 58 years old? Is it John Jones or is it Roy Jones? I don't know. Is oh, it, if it's Roy Jones, that's a different story. If it's John Jones, John Jones would absolutely murder Jake Hager. I think it's John Jones. It must be a joke. It must be a rib. It must be a, it must be a Photoshop thing. Right. I guess we'll find it. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> anyway, then we cut immediately to a, a you know another backstage video promo from the men of the year. And basically, I mean, more bad news here, folks. Their promo is about the inner circle, how it's not over, and they're proud of Dan Lambert, and the, and they haven't seen the last of America's top team. Ugh. And I'm like, why? That was just an <laughs> ending. What? I mean, there, there, there's dozens of wrestlers there not doing anything. I, listen, they're, they're getting paid, so it's better than another company. I right. can think of another promotion that, that basically is, you know, just about done paying people. But... <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why three to five people from America's top team need to take anybody's spot. I mean, Dan Lambert's an interesting voice, but uh, but he really only has one note. Mm-hmm. Paige Van Sant is nice to look at. Absolutely, she is. Um, but the other guys, not needed, not 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 important. Um, all right, the next match is Jade versus Red Velvet. I don't know why Red uh, Jade Cargill needs Mark Sterling. I mean, yeah, she, I know. It's not like she can't talk. Yeah, she she can talk. She looks great. He doesn't talk so great, and he certainly doesn't look great. I mean, I <laughs> so I I don't know whose friend he is that that he got himself on TV. This match was actually better than it than I had any right Absolutely to expect. Absolutely, it, it was Jeff. It really was. Right, continue, please. There was one weird spot where Red Velvet obviously got tied up in the ropes and she was supposed to do, I guess, a, a suicide dive or something, but she just got caught up in the ropes and fell straight down. But they recovered from it. And then the commentary, you know, tried to address the fact that she got caught up in the ropes and actually that might have saved her uh, a bit. So the commentary did a pretty good recovery. It's live TV. Shit happens. Uh, but Jade, Jade won. She looked pretty good doing it, but Red Velvet looked okay. It looked like she was starting to use a little bit more strategy, a little bit more leverage and, and momentum, a, a more diversionary tactics, sort of like Spider-Man fighting the Rhino kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but it didn't work. Jay was just too powerful. Uh, eventually caught her one too many times and, and got the win. And Jay Cargill advances to the uh, semi or the, yeah, the semifinals in the tournament. I guess we're going to see Jade Cargill versus uh, what is it? Is it Nyla Rose? 
Nyla Rose, yes. Well, can uh-huh. I say before you go on to the next um, match, so I just what? want to say you 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 hit the nail on the head when you said this match was much better than it than it should have been. But then again, it, it didn't surprise me either because when these two get in the ring together, for whatever reason, they put on a great match with each other. But when they wrestle anybody else other than each other, they're the drizzling shit in the ring, right? So I don't know what what the connection is between these two. They've got great chemistry. Every match I've seen them in has actually been pretty decent. This one, possibly their best one. But it's always a pretty good match. And Jade Cargill, make no mistake about it, Jeff, she is a megastar in the, in the, in the waiting. And when I say megastar, I'm not talking about like on a male level. But on a female level, in AEW, she's going to be the queen of that whole division. Sure, she's green in the ring. And she can't really do much in the ring unless she's got someone opposite her that can... They can carry her and work her into a great match. But she gets everything else. She gets ring psychology. She knows when to look at the at the cameras, when to pose. She just, she just gets it, dude. You know what, Jimmy? I'm going to take it a step far, further. I'm going to say out of every single person, bar none, on the AEW roster, she has the singular best potential to actually be a breakout mainstream stream star. She's the one who can be cast in in Marvel movies and DC movies. I mean, I know that She-Hulk has already been cast, but that's because nobody knew who Jay Cargill was. If somebody knew who Jay Cargill was, why wouldn't they cast her as as She-Hulk? Save them on the CGI. I mean, she... She she's got the look, she's got the build, she's got the 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 statuesque size. It's not, it's not just build there. She's she's also a tall woman. So, uh, you know, and I think that they're right to put the jets behind her. Uh, I agree with you. I, I don't know why her and Red Velvet are always wrestling each other. So it seems uh, nothing against Red Velvet, but she hasn't been in this business much longer than Jade. Red Velvet should probably be in a program with like a Serena Deeb as opposed to Serena Deeb being with Hikaru Shida, who, you know, they're both veterans. They both could be working with people. Right. They don't need to be putting each other over. Right. It's true. And Jade Cargill should be working with like a Hikaru Shida or like a Santana Garrett. So somebody who can, who can coach her up and, 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 you know, but also doesn't need to win any longer. Um, if they think that Hikaru Shida is still one of their pillars of their female women's division, then why did they fly Emi Sakara back and let her be the one to coach up Jade Cargill? I mean, I know it's Joshi, but she she Emi's been around long enough that she didn't only do Joshi. She she did the technical stuff too. So, you know, anyway, there's some there there they should use their their female coaches. Better. I'm not saying those women were hired to be coaches, but but they could be. They could be player coaches. Um, well, like Serena so, Deeb. I mean, she's exactly that example. I, oh, I agree. It's just she's a heel, so I'd put her against Red Velvet. Also, right. she's smaller like Red Velvet, so I think it would be more interesting to see them work together. Um, everyone's smaller than Jade Cargill, but Santana <laughs> Garrett's, you know, is is at least a taller woman, and uh, Emmy Sakura is a stouter lady i don't know thicker woman but uh whatever it is just a, just a veteran <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean i mean sakura I, I think is sort of like a player coach in japan no, she as well is. no I mean. she definitely is actually she trained hikaru shida if if my memory serves me right i think you're right so i i don't you know so that 
that's just what I would do. But I mean, Jade Cargill is someone that they should really push. They should take her off a of rampage. They should feature her more on Dynamite. They should build more more around her because not Cody. Jade really has the potential to become their mainstream star. I mean, oh, and, that's, that's and, true. and surpass a China because China. I mean, I know people like to romanticize it back, but China was a, became mainstream because she was freakish. China yep. was not a, a beautiful woman. No, a beautiful hell no. Woman no, wait, Cargill is beautiful though. That's what you said? Yeah, and she's mean and big and she's got abs the size of my knuckles for crying out loud. I mean... And she was a Jesus. fitness model. She already she, she already knows how to work a camera. Absolutely, she does. And that's what I mean. She's a natural, dude. Other than in-ring work, which I'm sure she will improve at, She's a natural. But so if anyone at AEW is listening to us, listen to us. Do do feature her more, and you know, get get your female Roman Reigns in there. I mean, you know, <laughs> get, get get your purse, get your get your first rock. You yeah, know, acknowledge her, TK. Acknowledge, acknowledge her. her. That's it. Good job. That, that was excellent, Jimmy. Thank you. And this this <laughs> brings us to about halftime in Dynamite. So I'm going to go over. Listeners of the PWC and Atmark and, and Hammerlock Hangover uh, have been, who've heard me this last week, know that I've been tracking the ads because everyone's always talking about the demos, demos, demos. Um, <laughs> I listened, so, by the way, to the latest Hammerlock Hangover and I was laughing my ass off at the start. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> proud of the last Hammerlock Hangover. Right? You all should listen. But um, yeah, we, we, we added a whole lot of uh, excellent sponsors that are all wrestling related. It's amazing. We're just excellent we are rolling sponsors. in dough over there. <laughs> You're rolling in the money over there. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's an embarrassment of riches, all the sponsors we have. <laughs> um, so here are the ads, and you tell me, again, you know, metaphysically, you know, you just you f- listen to the other shows and you listen to what, what the ads that are running on these shows are, and, and you think if there's really demos being targeted here if there's any particular patterns that you can discern where something is definitely tracking younger or older <laughs> or if it's all over the place or if there's even anything more than just random ad buys being placed on in on random shows so here are the ads at least four ads for either, either the united states postal service doing christmas deliveries <laughs> duncan twice nature made sleep tablets so you youngins that are having insomnia <laughs> There you go. State Farm Insurance for you kids. Tampax for the male audience, obviously, uh, because they now have sizes. Taco Bell. Nissan. Walden University. House of Gucci, the movie. Facebook Meta. That's pretty young. That's pretty Um, young. By the way, Facebook Meta is the only commercial that I have seen on AEW programming that I've not seen yet on WWE programming. Um, Arby's. Catholicscomehome.org. Oh, that's very like children like. I mean, children love yeah. that to go to like Catholic related stuff. It comes to think of it, that's also, I think I've only seen that on AW programming, but I'm not sure about that. Comcast Business, Blade Runner, Black Lotus, Svedka, Ragu, Geico Insurance, Kellogg Special K, <laughs> Golo.com, which is an insulin resistance pill for weight loss, Whoa. Xfinity. Dash Pass, which is like sort of like uh, Grubhub or Uber Eats, Wheel of Time, which is a show on Prime, and Lay's Chips, the whole family of Lay's Chips. So those were the, the commercials. I took out any that are um, that I know are Warner Brothers family TV shows or, or products. Uh, I don't think Blade Runner, Black Lotuses. It's on something called Adult Swim. I could be wrong. That could be part of the War- Warner Brothers family. 
Wheel of Times on Amazon Prime, which I think it's its I'm pretty sure it's its own company because uh, uh, but, you know, possibly it's affiliated with Warner Brothers. I'm not 100 percent on that, but I'm pretty sure Amazon is its own. So there you have it. Those it are the ads that ran during Dynamite. So you can cross reference this with the skirmish. You can cross reference this with the conflict and also with smack talk and machi well not machismo yet but next week's machismo you'll see this and you can you can make track along with us see see what conclusions you come to about how important the demos really are by the way i'm also going to start watching uh paying attention to some other primetime shows on usa and tnt i already watched the center so i'll i'll track that and Snowpiercer, I know, starts no later than January, but I'll find something on <laughs> TNT that I can watch and, and, and watch just to track the ads in prime time in an oh. 8 to 11 slot. And it won't be like CSI reruns. It'll be some type of original programming. Well, I'm looking forward to it because, see, our very own Jeff Lippman is actually onto something and he's doing some hard-nosed investigation work about, revenue, uh, about the commercials and the advertisers on any particular programming, including what we're doing right now with wrestling. But more importantly, what's the bet when you do watch these other programs, right? Be it Law and Order or whatever it's going to be. What's the bet the, the commercials would be of similar basis anyway? I, I, you know, at some point I'm going to, when, when I finish with the original programming, I'm going to watch a couple of those as well. See, I'm pretty sure you're suspicious, right? It's going to be 90% the exact same ads or type of ads. So if there's no State Farm, there'll be Geico. If there's no Liberty yep. Mutual, they'll be progressive. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same type of stuff. And and this is 50% of this is fast food across the board. Oh, um, definitely. So, you know, anyway. So when we come back, Thunder Rosa is doing one of those backstage uh, promos. Uh, she's yelling a lot. She's saying that she already beat Stooge 2, which is Rebels. She's going to beat Stooge 1, Jamie Hayter. <laughs> in the TBS tournament uh, and she's going to get that title because that's all she cares about. Uh, although if she's beating Stooge one and Stooge two, you'd think she'd want to get to the final boss as well, but hey. <laughs> you'd think, but I mean, so, uh, who, who wants to win the women's championship these days, right, Jeff? <laughs> I, apparently nobody, but she said a lot in Spanish. So I cannot rule out that she was talking about the, the world's women's uh, championship as well in, in right. Espanol. Um, what are they Even doing with I, Thunder Rosa, actually, Jeff? Sorry. Yeah. Even though oh, I live like, with La Sicaria and Juventud Sicaria, Sicaria does <laughs> Juventud Sicaria. Yeah, Juventud Sicaria. That's awesome. You're referring to your stepson, right? Yes, yes, yes. The, 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 people, the people I live with, yes. Right, even, right. even though they, they speak Spanish um, and it doesn't mean that I understand Spanish that well. Um, by the way, folks, that's the secret to a perfect relationship. <laughs> it's not too much communication. It's the inability to communicate. Absolutely. That is awesome, Jeff. Well done. That's yeah, awesome. That's brilliant. That, that's my tip. I'm working on, a, on an advice show for, for folks. <laughs> oh, it's a true story. With uh, I don't know if people know her from, from YouTube in Cat We Trust. We're talking about doing a, an advice show together. Really? I'm a 53-year-old uh, white man, and she's a probably maybe 30-year-old African-American woman. Uh, the only thing we have in common is that we both like wrestling, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're thinking about doing that. It's uh, we our, craw our paths overlap but never quite crossed on Unpopular Review. She was part of the Unpopular Review entertainment brand. I was part of the wrestling brand. Right. Uh, we never actually worked together, but we were familiar with each other, and we you know, stayed friendly. Well, stay um, tuned for that, folks. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. 
actually yeah, Jeff? Well, we have to see if some if people submit questions. So if you do, you can uh, send them to my, you can, you can actually DM me on Twitter. I, I'm not someone who gets upset about DMs on Twitter, especially <laughs> since most of them are fake. There's some like women going, oh, oh, my, how are you doing? I'm just here to make friends. Oh, I'll leave me alone. Um, so any, <laughs> anything, anything that's actual real DM is fine. So if you have like real questions that you want to ask, I'm not going to embarrass you or anything. We'll, 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 we're just going to collect it and see if there's any need between our two uh, degrees of separation. So I'm at, at Icarus Fell, MD. Anyway, Tony Schiavone with CM Punk. The challenge is accepted. What a surprise that uh, CM Punk said that he bit off, that he hopes that QT Marshall is hungry because he bit off more than he can chew. Oof. Well, what a build up. This is uh, Jeff Can't Wait, not. Yep. Well, there you go. So Punk uh, bravely accepted the challenge. Oh, he said, bring Camarado, bring a go-go, bring whoever you want. Um, so that's that's foreshadowing. Um, they are announcing the Winter is Coming a TV event. I believe it's December 15th. It was really hard to read the, the, what the second <laughs> number was. And they said that a year ago is when Sting uh, premiered uh, Winter is Coming. So A year ago could, already? Yeah. So who could be coming this year, Glacier? Wow. Maybe. I mean, he has made a few AEW appearances after all. That'd be, that'd be, that's that's going to put out butts and seats. Absolutely. Uh, maybe PCO? Oh, that's definitely going to put even more butts on seats, man. PCO, I mean, why not? Why not? Hey, he's half decent, at least for his age. He still can go. Well, who else would be uh, winterish? Who else would be like winter-ish. icy? Like, the like I knew the ice train, but he's not around anymore. Right? <laughs> ice train? Oh no! We do have Hobbs. We do, we do uh, cut hat. Didn't you learn anything from your Malcolm Bivens <laughs> oh, ground thing? <laughs> That's not. Come on, Jeff. That's not racist by me. Like ice train is like three Hobbses. Ice oh. train was the, one of the thickest human beings I had ever seen. No, he was thick. That's true. Yeah, we, I, but then I, we need Teddy Long, though. Jeff, where's yeah. Tilo at? I, I don't know, but there's nothing icy there. I mean, there's <laughs> Glacier, was there, wherever it was, Snow Cone, Captain Freeze. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Captain Freeze. What about uh, the Kool-Aid uh, man? Oh, no, but that's Otis, and he's with WWE. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, for, for if they did a Halloween thing, Otis just puts a giant pitcher around him and, and you know, wears red coveralls and God. says he's the Kool-Aid man? That would be perfect. <laughs> Jeez. I don't even know why he's still got a job in many ways in WWE. They should make him more serious, but you know what? That's just me. Well, they, they make him completely serious. They just don't have him doing yeah, but- anything. I, I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't understand WWE, but we'll talk more about that on the WWE show. Right. So anyway, so winter is coming December 15th. Um, for those of you wondering, it is unlikely that the Briscoes will um, appear there. Uh, the rumor is that they have signed in principle with AEW, but that they will appear after working the final battle, which is December 16th. Uh, oh, wait, it might be December 11th. I'm not sure. I think it's the 11th, actually, Jeff. I'm pretty sure it was the 11th. I could so be wrong, possible. though. Don't quote me. Yeah, I'm not sure. Whatever whatever the Saturday is, it's, it's either the 11th or 16th. Um, but it might be that, the, that since they're being paid through the 31st, that they're not coming into that. But I think it's after final battle. So 
maybe they would be kind, but there's nothing wintry about the Briscoes. So, I mean, they're, 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 I mean, we have winter in Delaware. When I say we, I'm in Maryland. I'm just a state below. Right. Um, but, it's, you know, it's not like it's Minnesota. <laughs> well, yeah, true. But, and just to confirm it, it is December 11th. Okay, so it's it's very possible. Uh, I'm trying to think of like any. I mean, PCO actually <laughs> would be available. Um, he, I was just joking because he sort of you know they could pass him off as Glacier now and nobody would really know. Um, with, with one eye, Glacier with one eye. Glacier with one eye, yeah. <laughs> he'd be, he'd be more, more like who, who's the character from Mortal Kombat with the electric eyes? Sub, Sub Zero. Oh, the Sub-Zero. Raiden, Raiden, Raiden. You're talking Raiden. about. Yeah, exactly. but yeah. Sub Zero Glacier is a common copy of Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Okay, well, hey, well, he can be raided then. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know who else they have there that that could could do that. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't matter. They, you know, there's 900 wrestlers that are available now. I'm sure they can you know, have one be a giant snowman or something. Absolutely. Um, Why not? Yeah. So now we have the Mark Henry split screen interviews. And oh, God help still. him, I'm starting to like this. Oh, God. Is it so bad that it's getting good now, Jeff? I, I think that maybe it is. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm starting to enjoy it. It's like, I think, it's like I'm like looking in Mark Henry's eyes, and I think at this point he's like, I know this sucks, so I'm just going to have fun with it. And if it looks like I'm about to laugh, you laugh with me. And you know what? I God damn it, Mark, I am. I, 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 <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's actually tripped over that 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 part of the bell curve where I now like oh, it. Oh boy! You know what? I'm it grows on me too, but it's it's just weird because we know Mark Henry is not that bad. So why is he struggling? It's almost like he's trying so hard not to fuck up. You know what I mean? Like he's just I don't know. It's weird. It, he just comes across as so ungenuine. It's ridiculous. I don't really understand. I don't blame Mark Henry or Paul White for signing with AEW. I just don't know why AEW signed them and for what purposes. They don't really need them for commentary on the YouTube shows that very few people watch. Nobody tunes into wrestling for commentary. They may tune out because the commentary stinks, (laughs) uh, but no one tunes in for commentary. Um, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't really understand it at all. They're saying that they're scouts, scouting, scouting what? Who needs to be a scout? Everything's <laughs> on TV now, and that they're working with the wrestlers. Okay, every time you hear that they're working with the young guys, it's a lie. They work one day a week. These people fly in, they fly out. Some might stay overnight and they leave in the morning. If there's a pay per view, they work two days a week. It's not like they're coming in and they're training in the gym with each other. It's just not happening. That's a, that's Christian Cage isn't doing it. CM Punk is new. Daniel Bryan is new. Brian Danielson. <laughs> Matt Hardy isn't doing it. Are they talking to them? Maybe, maybe some, but they're probably, you know, trying to get their scripts together and whatever. I mean, you know, are, do you get some stuff by osmosis? Sure. But if you think that they're really working with them and sitting there, it's not like, it was in the old days when WWE would tour 320 days a year and you were all in the same buses and hotels and gyms and you were all there together at the PC together, you know, like down at NXT when they used to have people there, right. uh, that they were there basically five out of seven days a week or more all training together. It's, 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 it, it, it just isn't what it is, which is why you don't really see that much improvement with, with a lot of the people. They're still doing the indie stuff because 
that's where they're working the other three or five days a week at indie cards where sometimes they're heels, sometimes they're face, sometimes they're bottom of the card, sometimes <laughs> they're top of the card. Anyway, back to the show. We have the elite, which by the way, even though the young bucks are there and it's emphasized that they are not clear to wrestle, they're still injured. Cole and Bobby Fish. So we got the elite Sands Omega, of course, no Don Callis, no Brandon Cutler and no Surprising. Nakazawa's. Right. So apparently no Omega, no Nakazawa. Um, and now no Cutler either, um, which, you know, probably should have told you some of the, you know, uh, you know, surprise, told you what the outcome was going to be. Uh, of course, Bobby Fish being in the screen should have told you what the outcome is going to be. But all of you out there going, no, they're going to reform Red Dragon and they're going <laughs> to reform the Undisputed. Bobby Fish is there to lose and be a scapegoat before Kenny Omega and Adam Cole split. Uh, maybe he'll be part of it because Cole is loyal to Fish, or more likely they'll just beat the crap out of Bobby Fish, and then we'll never see him again. Um, you know, he'll be down at dark de-elevation. Uh, I do. He'll be at dark sub-level. Well, yeah, dark sub-level, exactly. I do think, though, that uh, this Kenny Cole sort of thing that's, that could start, which will start, it's obvious, they're planting seeds right now. I do think the Bucks will end up siding with Cole and Kenny will be the baby face. It's obvious that he's going to come back as a baby face whenever that is, right? And I think we're going to have a similar bullet club. Because, look, we never got the story arc for why Kenny killed Adam Cole. So, like, I'm talking about in being the elite, he died, Adam Cole, right? So they conjured him back up. Yeah. So I think well, what, there'll be something. What I'm amazed at, what I'm amazed at, Jimmy Tajikistan <laughs> is that is that you don't remember that six days ago I was on a show with you where you were saying finally they're going to get Adam LeCole the fuck away from the Bucks and the rest of the three of us told you that's not what the story is going right be. but well you see but now that I thought about it I'm starting to think like you guys so I just had to think about it you know what I mean so after dwelling on it for a little bit I think that's where it's going to go anyway excellent I, I agree with you 100%. I think that you are correct about that. So on the other side of the screen, we've got Lucha Boy. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Lucha, Lucha Boy. <laughs> Lucha Source and Jungle Boy. Um, Lucha Boy, I like and, it. And Christian. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not afraid. Uh, Christian says, I, uh, Cole, I see that you brought a little friend. By the way, the embarrassing thing here is that Adam Cole was at least an inch and a half taller than Bobby Fish and both Bucks. And Adam Cole is under 5'10". Yep. Um, anyway, so mo moving moving away from me only caring about size, and because we all know size doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Christian says Cole brought a little friend; he'll bring a little friend too. And and it was a it's a chair. So uh, faces with a weapon, yay! Um, so so this is a match. This is fine. A lot of Bobby Fish, uh, much like Tomohiro Ishii's got that old man sort of. If, if thick torso, skinny arms, skinny legs thing going. And no neck. No neck. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the whole thing is all very weird. It's just, it's just, I, I don't get the excitement. The bucks come linking, limping out, you know, uh, supporting each other, arm over neck kind of thing. Uh, they're causing a distraction, even though they're not cleared. Um, but it doesn't matter because the, the good guys are, are, you know, not to be dissuaded. Uh, when it looks troublesome, Christian comes out with a chair. Adam Cole flees the scene. They leave Fish alone. 
Christian is there blocking blocking the pass from Adam Cole and the decrepit bucks so that they can't get in and help fish. So they leave fish alone and fish gets put into the snare trap. There was a little bit of a tandem offense where it wasn't clear that it was a tandem offense, not an offensive move by Jungle Boy on Luchasaurus. Nevertheless, um, snare trap on fish and he taps rather swiftly. So Bobby Fish there to take the loss. Surprise. Surprise, but you know what? I actually don't like this uh, finish. As in, I don't, I don't agree with uh, the Jurassic Express actually going over in this match. I feel like Adam Cole and Fish should have won in a way because I just can't take these teams serious, dude. You well, know what the I mean? problem for me isn't who won or who lost. It's that this is continuing, just like the other one. I mean, one of the things that that AEW was doing that the WWE he wasn't doing is that feuds ended with WWE. The same thing continues on and on and on again, endlessly. And then it gets recycled on the other brand. Yeah. Um, in AEW they ended, but now we have the inner circle still talking with Americans top team and, <laughs> and, and page and sky. And, and, and now we've got the super click or the super elite uh, Sam's yeah. Omega still toiling with Jurassic Express. I don't know where Marco Stunt is. I shouldn't be complaining, but I don't know where yeah. Marco Stunt is. I don't know why they, I mean, if you, when I, when Christian said that I'm going to bring a little friend too, it could have been Marco Stunt. That at least would have, yeah. <laughs> I would have popped for that. That would have been funny. Um, <laughs> and then he says, no, not you, Marco. And then he pulled up the chair. See, that would have been good. That would have been um, actually good. That's money right there. The damn right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now, their feuds aren't ending either. Uh, and I don't really understand why, because they have 200 friggin' wrestlers. Wait, see, uh, you're right, and I agree with everything you just said, but aren't we the same people that complain that AEW doesn't have any long sort of sto story arcs? But yet here Not we me. are. Well, yeah, exactly. Not you, but the rest of us do. And here we are getting an actual program, and we're complaining. Well... Again, not me. I mean, you, I, I think that there's uh, enough room for some of both. And, you know, the, the pay-per-view had these stipulation matches where they soundly ended. I mean, AEW has done this before, but not often. I mean, the MJF Jericho match had one too many matches. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, the, they've done it before, but but not often. And, and you know, we all know why. It's because they haven't scripted ahead they have they, they they know how they want to get to the end of the story but they don't know what they want to do after right. so you know now instead of just causing the herky-jerky thing to happen they're extending it and, and frankly i'd rather a herky-jerky news story because you can do that in wrestling easily i mean you show two guys in the back in catering and then somebody picks up the other guy's drink and it's like that's my drink. No, it's my drink. That's my, and uh, there you go. Insta, insta feud for two weeks until you figure out something more clever. But see, that's the problem, Jeff. It's always two weeks sort of uh, feuds and then nothing. What can I tell you? It's a, it is what it is. But that was that was the end of Rampage. So you know, uh, you know, again, like you said, it was a pretty disappointing show there were no fast nationals today uh yeah that or or brandon thurston and andrew zarian blocked me on the same day which <laughs> seems unlikely um, so uh, 
By the way, I saw something, this is a completely different thing, but I saw something where it was reported that, that NWA Empower did 3,500 buys. I can't confirm that. Yes, I did that see anywhere. that. I saw that too. And I can't confirm whether it was individually or in combination with NWA 73, which I don't really care. I just want to know because 3,500 is a dismal number any way you look at it. And, you know, Wait, 3,500 or 35,000? I thought it was 35,000 that I saw, yeah, but. 3,500. 3, 3, wow. <laughs> That's. If I was Corgan, I'd just shut up shop right now then. Well, yeah. And uh, also that uh, Mickey James should, you know, I mean, her proof of concept, uh, you know, when she said the WWE told her that, that women's wrestling doesn't, it, it isn't money, um, they, they were right. And it, it's, I mean, they tried with evolution. I mean, it's not like they wouldn't try to make money off it if they could, but it, it, in some fairness to her concept, which isn't because it's also an indictment of her, right? That card stunk. That was, that was like, that was like minimal effort. There was no match there yeah. where you thought nobody important was fighting anybody important. Well, AW, AW sent Layla Hirsch to fight Camille. They, yeah. they sent the jobber. True. Yeah, no, you're right. No, it's, it's true, man. And it's a shame because Camille, I, I like her, dude. I think she's got so much potential in a bigger company. Whether she does sign for a bigger company, I don't even know what's going on with NWA in the first place. They definitely didn't handle the COVID period well at all. And they haven't recovered really since. No one gives a shit about him anymore, to be fair. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on with NWA. Um, I, I know that there are still some that they have a mix of wrestlers coming in and out. Um, but I stopped. I mean, I, I was watching it and I was watching it with like a little Zoom group. Uh, and I fell asleep two weeks in a row. <laughs> Sweet. First I'm week, a whole bunch. Yeah, the first <laughs> week, a whole bunch of people laughed at me because I didn't know they could hear me. I thought I was muted, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I was asleep. They're like, we know you were snoring. The second week, nobody cared because there were only two other people, and one of them was the host. Oh, man, now I don't feel as bad. Was I snoring, by the way, Jeff? No, you were not snoring Thank during God. the cheese movie. So you, you, were, you, know, you were too busy swallowing your tongue. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, yeah you're, uh, did, Have you listened to my cheese mug yet? Well, I, I have finished the edit, and the only reason why I haven't brought it out just yet is because uh, of everything else that we've been doing in every other show. So I thought I'd get, I'd put out everything else, and I was going to like do the machismo today. But right, no reason to go in chronological order. Folks, I know, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit pissed about that, but it was a lot of work, that one, man, to make it sort of uh, seem seamless. You should, honestly, you should just release the video. It's so funny. I will. It's, I'm thinking about it. I, I, it's I've thought so about it. funny. Oh man! As long as I don't look like <laughs> look. As no, long no, as no, 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 you you look bad. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> You're falling asleep on the air, I but know, that's I what know. makes it funny. You're trying know, to talk about the thing. But the thing is, you you you're you're like in your mind. You were so tired that the you're like you're like lifeline was. I have this to read from. And so, so, no matter, so you could not be deterred from reading from that, no matter what. I would say, I just covered that match. And you're like, no, okay. And then you read. <laughs> you're kidding, dude. Really? You'll, you'll, oh, you'll listen for yourself and you'll see it for yourself. No, but that, that, oh, man. I'll be honest. On, at I least gave, put it on our Patreon. Yeah, we should start a Patreon. I, I gave it to, to D to, to actually edit, right? Because mm -hmm. I was doing everything else. 
So, mm-hmm. and I'm too scared to listen back to that shit. Not scared, but like embarrassed to listen back to that. So, <laughs> maybe it's I should. Look- yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm glad. I don't feel as bad now anymore. But to be fair, it was raw. Yeah, no, no, I get that is always a solid excuse. Right, hey, come on, come on. You can't blame me. I'm sure a lot of people fall asleep watching Raw. (laughs) But anyway, Jeff, is is anything else we need to cover? Nope, no, that that's it. We we we, I think we uh, did a good job on on Rampage for the Carnage. We defeated Venom. (laughs) Hey, so I was just coughing then. Well, Jeff, take it home. Tell me, uh, tell everyone where they can find you, dude. Hey, if you are an independent wrestler, even not so independent wrestler, a musician or an artist or talent anywhere, we do trademark law and copyright law. But listen, anyone can do a copyright. Trademarks, Dunlop, Bennett and Ludwig, P-L-L-C. You can reach them by reaching me. Uh, You can also find me in Garden of Doom right here on the PWC and at Mark Media. Uh, And UFO Month continues. I dropped a new episode today, November 20th. It's the third out of at least four, maybe five UFO-themed shows. Uh, This was called Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind with a gentleman who both he and his twin brother were abductees. I'm looking Uh, forward to that, Jeff. I'm actually really looking forward to that episode because that's my thing. I love hearing alien abduction stories, dude. You're, you're gonna hear one um and we're gonna we're gonna talk to his twin brother in a few months because i didn't want to do them together and i didn't want to have them too close together because I'm, I'm not sure but i have a feeling their stories are at least somewhat similar right because they grew up in the same house oh, right. um so yeah we've, we've got that and then hammerlock hangover also on those same very fine networks it's a wrestling podcast check it out you'll hear some of the same stuff obviously because it's the same voice i'm doing the ad thing there as well but also you can check out those wonderful sponsors that we have, and then you can go and support them. Absolutely. Well, like preparation for Triple H. Exactly. Well, when the family business kicks you in the ass. <laughs> That's awesome. Because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but but anyway, in saying that, please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you'll find not only my shows, but Jeff shows, Chris, Son of the Ames, who just dropped a new Fast Center, which I suggest you go and listen to it. Like Jeff said before, he's dropped his uh, Hammerlock Hangover show and Garden of Doom. And please check out, I mean, even Homeboy is on, he's on the network. We've got The Professor with his perspective that just dropped today as well. So good please, shit. yeah, good shit, absolutely. So please check everyone out. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at DJ Mass Effects on Twitter and at the PWC Network. And in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Dr. Jeff Lippman, and this is the PWC Friday Night Carnage right here on the PWC Network and at MarksMedia.com. Peace. Stay evil, my friends.
What is going on there to all the PWCites out there? What is going on to all the skirmish fans on the PWC networks? This is the scholarly one. This is the magnanimous one, but most importantly, this is the glorious one, the Professor Chabeva Cruz. And I got a special treat for all the skirmish fans out there on the PWC networks. Your man Jimmy T came to the professor and asked him a burning question. He asked the professor, is there any chance that the professor's perspective will ever, and I mean ever, come back on the, on the airwaves ever again? And I thought about it. I looked in the mirror and I said, does the world need the professor's perspective now more than ever coming in 2022? And the answer is yes. With people like Nick Khan in WWE, with people like Tony Khan in AEW, with all the releases, with ROH going, you know, down the toilet, there needs to be an objective viewpoint about these situations. With all the people in the wrestling groups, with their biasness, you need a man that's scholarly enough to give you an objective view on everything that's going on in professional wrestling. And that man is moi, the Professor Chabeva Cruz. Yes, the man who once called Ring of Honor the bitch boy jobber promotion on his very own professor's perspective. The man who confronted P PMS Bitch Boy, aka CM Punk, and was the first man to be blocked on Twitter from him with the PWSL crew. Yes, that is that professor's perspective. And it will be coming exclusively to the PWC networks. It will be coming exclusively to a, a special skirmish here and there. But most importantly, it will be coming as a special sideshow here on the PWC networks. Yes, that is right. The professor's perspective. If you never heard about it, it is coming back here exclusively on the PWC networks. It is coming back here exclusively on the PWC networks at Podbeam.com. So stay tuned, PWCites. And here, the most scholarly viewpoints on professional wrestling. Stay tuned, PWCites, for the most glorious viewpoints about AEW, WWE, MLW, New Japan, Mexico, and all points in between that has something to do with professional wrestling. That is the professor's perspective here on the PWC Networks. Look out for it in the coming months, exclusively here on the Pro Wrestling Coalition Networks. I am that man, the Professor Chabeva Cruz. Stay tuned, PWCites, stay tuned. Just, 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 it's good and dirty. Good and dirty. Good and dirty.